We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can. You've made it. It's Friday. Welcome on into the Maggie and Perloff show. And we got a lot to get to today, Perloff, but it is rare that a football game where the two teams have a combined five wins heading into week 10 is the most interesting game on the slate. But that's what happens when a team like the Indianapolis Colts pulls an unprecedented move like they did this week, which is plucking former All-Pro center and current broadcaster, I guess now current interim head coach, Jeff Saturday, to coach the team. And if this was going against, like, uh, one of the good teams in the NFL, if they were playing the Chiefs this week or they were playing the Philadelphia Eagles this week or or something like that, we'd be like, this is going to be a shellacking whitewash if they were playing the San Francisco 49ers. But because they're playing the Las Vegas Raiders, who have injuries upon injuries, who themselves only have two wins this year, it's almost makes it more intriguing. Like maybe this weird Jeff Saturday experience has a shot in hell because the Raiders are also such a mess. Well, keep in mind the reason the Raiders are a mess is arguably because they hired their GM out of the TV booth and Mike Mayock, who made <laughs> yes. about five years worth of picks that <laughs> yep. didn't work out. Probably partly John Gruden's fault. We're yeah. not gonna, also, we, a guy we who like came one. out of the booth, although was a coach before. Yeah, yeah, I won a Super Bowl before. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a totally different thing. Yeah, it, this is a referendum on all head coaches for the history of the NFL. Because if Jeff Saturday, <laughs> oh, that's all? Jeff Saturday, it's not just that they hired a guy out of the booth. They hired him week 10. Yeah, That's implying that everything that happens between March and September is not important. <laughs> this guy could come in here, doesn't know the plays, probably he knows most of the players because he's been consulting the team. But it's an incredible thought. It'd be crazy to hire outside of the organization an experienced head coach. If they right. had hired Sean Payton, that would have been bizarre. Right. Because but we would have given it a shot. Like We would may, understand, hey, yeah. get in the building because you're obviously going to be the head coach but, of the future. But we would have understood that it had no chance this year because Sean Payton's not coming in week 10 and installing his offense on a completely <laughs> random team. No. Now, that be that would be... For Sam all, Ellinger. It's unprecedented. I don't know that there's ever been an interim coach who had no experience with the team. It's double unprecedented. A guy who's never coached except for high school. It's triple unprecedented because he was a 20 and 16 in high school in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't exactly setting the world on fire. So I think the bar is really, really low here. About the Raiders, by the way. I know that Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and are out and Jonathan Abram was let go and they still have Devontae Adams. Is it that hard, Maggie? They should be able to do this at home. Why why is this a panic situation for Vegas? They're going against Jeff Saturday. All you have to do to get your team fired up is say, Do you see that guy over on the other sideline? He was on Get Up on Monday morning. <laughs> Get Up on ESPN yeah, with right. Mike Greenberg. He I was know. yakking with Mike Greenberg on Monday morning, and now he's coaching right now. This is crazy, right? Am I missing something? No, but the problem is the Raiders is I have no doubt that at some point the Raiders are going to have a two-touchdown lead in this game. I have no yeah, idea if the Raiders true. can hang on to a two-touchdown <laughs> lead. If I turn in, I want to bet the first half of this game and then basically turn it off in the second half because that's what the Raiders have been. That I don't, They don't have my trust. And the thing is about Devontae Adams, he's been, you know, when they target him, when he's able to get the ball, like, he'll rack up some yardage. Like, last week, he comes away with good numbers. The problem is they don't win. (laughs) So, it's it's so bizarre that they have this great weapon, and they're going to have to go to him now more than ever. I don't think the Colts have the defense even to stop him. Shaq Leonard is out this week now. Oh, great. They (laughs) lose a huge piece on their defense, who obviously has been in and out of the lineup, but... I don't even know if it matters. Like, the Raiders are their own worst enemy. 
So the Colts do have Jonathan Taylor practice Thursday and Friday. I think for the first time all year. Jeff Saturday is a center. You assume he wants to run. Now let's let's pretend that he wins. Yeah. What are the? Let's pretend that he goes on a run. He's five hundred the rest of the year, which would be to me the most miraculous second half. Their schedule is very hard. It doesn't even matter. Just the fact that they have a non-coach coaching their team for the second (laughs) half of the season to me is incredible. What would the impact be? Do you think we would see more former players? Yes. Do you think we would see more teams in the middle of the season ripping the court and bringing someone from the outside? Maybe not that. I mean, this is still ridiculous to do this midseason, but I think that if you want to be cynical about it, I think teams could use as a way to get around the Rooney rule. I think that if you want to just say straight up, like what could happen, I think every player who has become buddy-buddy with the owner, now congratulations, you have a shot at becoming the head coach of the next te- of 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 the team. Like, if you maintained a good relationship, like Jeff Saturday clearly did with Jim Irsay. Now, Jim Irsay is not your average owner, you know. He's a little out there. We all know that. I think I'm being kind. But I think if you maintained a good relationship, you're now in the mix, if this okay, works. Okay, but this is just one situation. I mean, it's, I can't remember off the top of my head another time this happened. No, it's never happened. It's <laughs> no, never no, happened. This, it's all this of a sudden, doesn't it's happen. I mean, it is a copycat league. And listen, we all know what the trend is right now. The best, uh, basically, anonymous offensive coordinators who the best two teams right now are Nick Sirianni, who is an offensive assistant of the Colts, and Kevin O'Connell, who has no sort of head coach vibe about him. He seems like a pure offensive coordinator, and they're 7-1. and So everyone's looking for those guys. I don't think they're looking for former centers, and I don't think he's going to win a lot of games here. I do not see this as a trend. Um, Well, okay. Can they win two games? And I feel like I'm being kind here. The the Colts' offense is terrible. We'll see what happens if Jonathan Taylor comes back. But they play a Vegas this week. Then they play the Eagles. Then they play Pittsburgh. Just got T.J. Watt back. We'll get into that later in the show. Then they go at Dallas. Then they get a bye, mercifully. They come out of the bye. You have to go to Minnesota. Then you play the Chargers at the New York Giants, which now looks like a much tougher game. And then you finish out the year at Houston, a team that you tied in the first game of the season. So there are not a lot of wins here. Well, the bigger problem in a normally coach. Just team. also keep in mind too, they they let their play caller out the door too. Now, thirty year old Parks Frazier, yeah. who's never done this, is <laughs> is calling plays. That strikes me as something to be nervous about. Um, can I also uh, tell you about this caveat? Yeah, in the give schedule me another, you got also. another one. Um, now, granted, this could change, maybe, but the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Monday Night Football, prime time. At Dallas, NBC, Sunday night football against the Chargers, another Monday night game. You can't even hide. <laughs> and the, and right now the game at Minnesota is TBD. They have to hope this is somehow gets flexed into a primetime game. Maybe Kirk Cousins playing in primetime, you know, his the bad mojo there maybe gives you a <laughs> shot. But think about it. Like this is Monday like, night on ESPN, by the way. I know. This is a little cross but promotion for the I don't former mind employee. That, that Steelers game I'm looking forward. That's the easiest game left, isn't it? For them? Yeah, that's like well, their Houston. one. Oh, Houston. Okay, yeah. so they might have two wins on they that They might have schedule. two wins. Yeah, I mean, we all know how Jeff Saturday coaches. I'm just kidding. We have no idea how <laughs> Jeff Saturday. <laughs> well, when it's well, a Jeff Saturday coach team, you know it's going to be smash mouth. If yeah. I could write the script for this, I would pray that it comes down to a last-second decision on whether to go for it or not. I, and the whole world turns <laughs> to Jeff Saturday, <laughs> and Jeff's going to be like, uh, I don't uh, know. Go for it. I'm not a coach. Why are you asking me? <laughs> I, I bet it's going to be a very conservative game plan. I if they can even if they can move the ball, I think it's going to be a lot of 
field goals. <laughs> and they have Sam Ellinger, who is just not a very good quarterback and hasn't a lot had a lot of experience. So Well, they almost won two weeks ago. <laughs> Ellinger led them. Actually, they were ahead. He They would have won that game, but a guy dropped a pass right in front of him, went into the commander's hands. So Ellinger can play conservative. You can win that style. He'll run a little bit. Yep. I think it's going to be hard here. It's in Vegas. Do you think the Raiders, too, are going to be a little fired up? Like a little embarrassed about this and say, you know, we're not going to let this strange interim coach beat us. You would think they would take that personally. Like, hey, we don't yeah. want to be the laughing stock here who gets beaten by right. Jeff Saturday, you know. Um, That's bulletin board material. <laughs> the way you say it like that, yeah, I'm going to be fired up if I'm the, the Raiders. To be honest, like, uh, it's not even on the players. It's on Josh McDaniels. Like, if you can't outfox Jeff Saturday all those years under Belichick and somehow you would lose to an interim coach who got hired on Monday... I mean, the other interim coach would have been John Fox. You could outfox John Fox. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. Uh, um, actually, that made it. I screwed up the dad joke. <laughs> it makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Um, we so while we are all on the outside, kind of watching this, just with like just curiosity about how is this going to work, what is it going to mean. People on the inside and some former players are taking this very, very personally, and one of them is Joe Thomas, of course, himself an All-Pro offensive lineman who was on Good Morning Football this morning as they're in Germany right now and went off on the hire. When you hire your drinking buddy to be the head coach of an NFL football team, it is one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen in my entire life to the commitment, the lifestyle, and the experience that it takes to be an NFL coach and then to defend the decision by saying, I'm happy that he doesn't have any experience he's not because scared. he's not scared because you use logic and analytics to make decisions. It was the most egregious thing I can ever remember happening in the NFL. Wow. And that's from a former Brown who lived the most egregious <laughs> 15 years of NFL experience. How many by egregious way, coaching hires did the Browns make? One thing. Rob Chudson. Uh, you know, Ursay has been sober now for several, several years. He's not a drinking buddy at Jeff Saturday. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure that was Joe Thomas's point. Now, here's the problem. What if Jeff Saturday works? Who's a great offensive lineman? in the media who you would tab to bring into your team. <laughs> Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas. <laughs> and what if he gets a call? Cleveland, things are not looking great for Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> I just think Joe Thomas better better be careful about his rants because he could easily be in the same situation. Are we like looking ahead 2023 week 14 meeting in the middle of the field as Jeff Saturday and Joe Thomas yeah. shaking hands as head coaches? <laughs> Joe's like, yeah, I, I was just trying to fill TV time. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> He's actually jealous. Uh, no, I think he really took that he took that really personally. Mm. I mean, he is on TV trying to. Oh, I didn't score think that points. Joe Thomas doesn't need to hot take. I mean, yeah. I think he really felt that. I felt like that was a genuine moment. You thought that was a TV moment? Is uh, Joe Thomas good enough at TV to do that? That's a great. No, I probably, think this was genuine. You're probably right. It just struck me as a little holier than now for a former Cleveland Brown who's going to go to the Hall of Fame's playing one playoff game his entire career. I don't know. He, the dude well, that's knows not it. his fault. He's I'm excellent. just saying, I feel like he is calling out the Colts. And it, I, it just felt a little strong to me. Now, starting with the drinking buddy, uh, I don't know if that was fair because, anyway, what, whatever. Yeah, that's I, a little personal. You're right. Yeah. Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is pretty good at TV, by the way. Yeah, you and know, he's he is. Super, he is. He's super smart. I don't know. It just felt, struck me as a little off tone because I don't think... The other thing is, I don't think Joe Thomas needs to take this take. Nobody's viewing this seriously, are they? Is anyone? 
Defending. I think coaches are offended. I think yeah. people who have been busting their butt are offended. Who's not offended by it? But that's my point. I, I think that everybody's, I think it's more they're laughing at this move yes. than they're offended across the league. I, I think, think it's both. Okay. That's an interesting question. Are they just thinking Jim Mercer has lost his mind or are they saying this is really an affront? Yes, yes. <laughs> the answer <laughs> is yes. I think that every NFL team now wishes they could play the Colts. Yeah. I think that's for sure. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Jay's in Alabama. Hit the phones here early and often. Jay, how's it going, bud? Man, what's going on? How you guys doing? We're doing great. Uh, hope, you guys, hope you guys are getting ready for a good weekend. But, yeah, I'm I'm listening to the whole everybody's up in arms about this this hire of uh, Jeff Saturday. It's like, dude, open your eyes. Basically, Ursay is, is using Jeff Saturday as a front that, you know, he's fronting the fact that he's going to be tanking harder than the M1 Abrams on, on his on his coaching decision <laughs> here. This, this, is tanking, this is tanking at his trickiest right here. So, And if you're a minority coach and I hear people screaming like, oh, what about the minority? If I'm a minority coach or a first-time coach, I do not want that job. <laughs> you know, you want your first job to be just a dumpster fire like that? Like, no. So it's like everybody just – Stop crying. Just keep laughing at it because it's like this dude really thinks he's pulling the okie doke on everybody. And, you know, you're really helping him getting all upset about this. You're really helping him yeah. like, hide the fact that this is a this is a, this, this is a really clever tanking job right here. Right. It's not a you don't think it's really a, an ethical or moral thing. You just think this is business. This is Jim Irsay actually being good at business, bringing in Jeff Saturday. No one thinks this has a prayer of working. But here's the thing, Jay, they yeah. might back into – maybe they back into a win or two. This might not be enough to get them yeah. the number one overall pick. I mean, you got the Lions who are making a strong case, and they would obviously, I'm sure, like to move on from Jared Goff. You obviously have the Houston Texans right there in their own division yeah. who need a quarterback. No offense to Samter's guy, Davis Mills. You've got some competition. Yeah, and you don't necessarily have the clear-cut quarterback. The other thing, Jay, though – it wasn't going to be hard to tank otherwise. They could have promoted anyone. They look terrible lately. Yeah, how about I don't Parks Frazier? Probably I don't could have gotten the tank job in, done. You don't need to bring in somebody, you know, you don't need to bring in an Orlovsky or whoever from the side, from ESPN to tank. They could have tanked with just any old assistant. Yeah, weirdly, it draws more attention on the tank. They could have tanked with the equipment manager. <laughs> <laughs> he was under consideration. He's good friends with Ursay. Yeah, you know, they're old pals from back in the day. <laughs> Jay, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Yeah, and the equipment manager, uh, uh, every, during every timeout, he goes and he adjusts all the players' shoulder pads. doesn't mention <laughs> anything about the game plan. A, He's like, yeah, yeah I just, I, yeah, I don't know about those cleats right there. So it's the like, whole coach, game. It's fourth and one at the 48. Yeah. <laughs> what are we like doing? <laughs> the NFL version of the water boy with Adam Sandler. <laughs> the equipment manager... Yeah, fourth and one from the 28. What are we doing? I'll tell you what we're doing. We are tightening those shoulder pads around you. You are are making yourself totally susceptible to injury right now. Listen, who's going to fill the Gatorade bucket? Somebody's got to do it. The water boy. Yep, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I think Jim Irsay would have coached the team himself. (laughs) (laughs) No, that would be Jerry Jones. Jerry would do that. Yeah, as far as we know, yeah, actually Irsay would be the second guy. I think he would. Yeah, I think that would have been fun. That would have been more fun than this. This is pretty fun. I mean, talk about that would be the true definition of taking accountability. Like, listen, I'm coaching this disaster myself. (laughs) Everyone could just point the finger right at me. Uh, Okay, see you guys on the phones. We're going to continue with the Jeff Saturday conversation. Again, not often that 
a game that has a combined five wins between the two teams in week 10 becomes the story of the week. But that's what we have with the Colts at three, five and one and the Raiders at two and six. Also college football teams fighting for their playoff lives this weekend. We'll get you up to speed on all of that. Don't move. It is Maggie and Perloff. So glad to have you on this Friday. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We're back in a minute. 